don't like Utah. In fact, I hate them. I hate everything about them. I hate their program. I hate their fans. I hate everything. So it felt really good to send those guys home. Um, they didn't deserve it. Uh, it was our time, and it was our time to win. We deserved it. We played uh, as hard as we could tonight, and uh, it felt really good, again, to send them home, to get them out of here. So, um, you know, game will always remember. I mean, I think I think their whole – I think the whole university and the, their fans and, and the organization is classless. I think, you know, they, throw, they threw beer on my family and stuff last year and did a whole bunch of nasty things. And I don't respect them, and um, you know they deserve it. They deserve. You are listening to KU Radio's only podcast, OU Radio. And it hurts so good. Welcome to Old Ute Radio here at the University of Utah with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha. Welcome, all you freshmen and returning students. Welcome to campus. 2014 fall semester at the U. Mm-hmm. How gorgeous. I know. I almost miss it. How exciting. But not quite. Best day ever, Max Hall. Cocaine guy. <laughs> Wearing a BYU shirt in the mugshot. Oh, it's so sexy. Oh, it's awesome. That's never going to go away for him. I know. I feel bad for him. I was pleased by some of the comments on the news article, though. The Ute fans were being very kind. Oh, were they? Yeah, they were like, man, he's kind of a douche, but... <laughs> Shame on hope the he gets, hope, he, hope he gets his life together. Addiction's the real thing. And so all the BYU fans were like, you know, the youth's pretty nice. I want signs at Rice-Eccles Stadium this weekend. <gasps> if there's not, I would be really Because we, we don't have a team to play, so let's get the fans involved. You must, students, show up to the game. It was embarrassing again. Was it? Top row, empty. I wish I had must tickets. I'd go. I think we'll be giving us some tickets on OU Radio here. <sighs> We're going to be slinging tickets all semester here at OU Radio. Are we? It's a premium show at KU Internet Radio. I like this. It's intense. A lot of cool new DJs. I was shaking hands and kissing cheeks today. <laughs> we have a guest today. I know. The returning return. Michelle Bodkin from Rivals. We're going to be talking Utes football. Now that it's started. High heels, of course. They're the best. She was on the field, and she was showing her shoes. They were wedges, not high heels. Wedges. So I got a problem with this. She's lucky I had no time today because I would have pulled the tape. (laughs) Because she was here, what, a month ago? Uh Uh-huh. Insisting that she was going to wear high heels. So we will get to the bottom of this. Wedges count a little. Hmm. They're a little easier to walk in. (laughs) They're safer. I'm glad she didn't hurt herself. Yeah, they are safer. But so what we're going to do now is we're going to pop to break. We'll play a couple commercials. We'll come back with a song or two. And then we will get into the Utes, the Pac-12 network. Before we hit the break, stay tuned because tonight somewhere we might start er early, but 8.30, definitely by 9, Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks, Marty Archibald's in studio. For those who are just tuning in, 
Marty Archibald, one of the funniest comics in Salt Lake, a friend, a family member of OU Radio who has been absent for about six months now. He's in to explain himself. We were going to have him in studio, but then we decided we needed a judge, a mediator, a, a counselor like Jackson Banks. So it should be nothing but giggles or violence. And I'm a not little sure. birdie told me it might be a little bit like The Bachelor. Oh, a dating show. A little bit of a Marty Archibald's up for grabs. How to win his cold heart show. I'll take Marty on a date. I'll, you uh, should be one of the contestants. you got to answer the right questions. I'll uh, take him and drop him off at State Street about 2.30 in the morning and try to collect on his... <laughs> His pretty face. Pretty little face. <laughs> so with that, we appreciate all of you. Remember our new time slot? 7 to 9 p.m. Yes. Mountain Standard Time. Yes. So we'll be right back. Thank Thanks you so much. for listening. Because this is radio, you can't see my new U of U shirt. I got it from University Credit Union when I opened a new student e-checking account. It was easy. But University Credit Union makes everything easy. I don't have to stress about minimum balance or monthly fees. I wish you could see me. I look sick. Get your own free U of U shirt when you open a new student e-checking account. Visit student.ucreditu.com. University Credit Union. Local to Utah. Loyal to you. Offer valid through September 30th, 2014. Certain restrictions apply. Federally insured NCUA. Hello. I'm local celebrity and heartthrob, the Jackie. I'm not as good looking in person, so when you see me, don't you dare look at me. Just let me talk in your ear. Join me as I talk about politics, the supernatural, and saving the economy through the knitting of many hats. Tune in to Camp Jackie with Jackson Banks Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Attendance is mandatory. School is back in session, and so is all you radio with your hosts, Rebecca and Sasha. Catch us at our new slot this fall, every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. at KUradio.org. If you haven't, please like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at All Ute Radio. at all Ute Radio. We yes. have a guest in studio. How are you, Michelle? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. It's good to see you again. Good to see you too. I noticed on your Twitter account, at M-B-O-D-K-I-N Rivals, that you were at the game on the field. I was. For a brief period. No. I was mostly up in the booth. I was banished to the booth. Um. <laughs> you are very lucky, ma'am that I had a super busy day today because I would have cut tape where you insisted and promised that not only would you be on the field, which you accomplished, but that you would be in high heels. Actually, I was. No, you were in wedges. Oh, wedges. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have to say, game day attire is a little bit different than practice. Yes. I just, you gotta. You, you know what? It's out. one of those things. Games, girls that run around in stilettos. I said I kind of make fun of them, which I do. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's hypocritical or not. <laughs> <laughs> I remember from our last show that our male audience was very impressed by you. Oh, good. And your shoe talk. So maybe we'll get back to it. <laughs> so you were saying on your Twitter that that was the first time you were on the field. Yeah, first time ever on the field for a game. What'd you think? It's a totally different perspective. Um, the booth in particular is really different. So first of all, tell me what you thought about the field view, and then let's go up to the booth, and then we'll go to TV. Okay. All right, we can do all three of those. Yay. I was, I was doing all three. Okay. Uh, as far as the field, you know, it's, it's interesting being there on game day especially because there's way more people on the field for starts than there ever is at practice. Um, and being on the field, it's a little bit harder to see what's going on. You I almost can't. Say. You almost can't. You miss a lot of stuff being on the field. But at the same time, it's kind of cool that all these guys are like crashing around you <laughs> and there's like this chance that you might get crushed. And so, you know, that part of it was kind of exciting. Being up in the booth is different. It's different. I'm used to being up in the stands as a fan and, you know, kind of having the crowd reaction around me and the booth is very quiet. You can't really hear the crowd. You don't know how they're necessarily reacting to what's going on on the field. But with the booth, it's really cool because it's like you look down on the field. So, so let's explain this. The booth, because there's lots of booths. There's the right. ESPN 700 booth. Mm-hmm. There's the Pac-12 booth, there's the officials booths, there's the visiting and home coaching booths, mm -hmm. there's the referee booth, there's a right. lot of booths. I'm just in the general... The journalism yep, booth. exactly. At the journalism booth, there should be no cheering, there should be no clapping, there should be no rooting. I don't know if that is followed, but... For, for the most part, it is. Mm -hmm. For the most part, it is. The one thing about it is if either side makes a really spectacular play you'll kind of get it like a oh or yeah you know like kind of that like gasp of wow can't believe that just happened sort of thing there's but a lot of eating there's a lot of chewing going on from what i remember i was gonna say you know what <laughs> i, I get catered i was gonna say i didn't eat anything because i came for the party earlier <laughs> i was tailgating so. you're like asphalt oh so yeah. you were the drunk journalist <gasps> no. allegedly no beautiful no way. you stayed professional of course i like this i'm not much of a drinker anyway so it's really hard for me to go over the top I well guess. a thousand apologies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of the things that i saw on the field and i've been on the field ever since the back 12 network came to the u mm -hmm. idaho state was the smallest football team i'd ever seen i actually had a lot of concern i saw these kids warming up and some of them were as big as me. I'm 5'10", right. you know, 210 pounds. And I was like, that is, that is not a football player size. And then you look at the, the new Utes, <laughs> it was very different than last year's team, stunningly right. different from two, three years ago, mm -hmm. because most of the men were very tall. Mm -hmm. They were lean. They had big arms. They were right. fast. They were quicker. 
And I thought that brought a lot of executing errors from a fan's point of view because we're used to the slower, and I don't want to say more smart, but especially on defense, we they were slower, but they could tackle. Right. They could finish plays. Mm-hmm. Did you see a difference in our defense being able to finish a play? Well, I, I'm not so sure it was as much finishing the play as because I and Coach Witt kind of touched on this. It wasn't the tackling or anything like that that was really the problem. It was more missed assignments, you know, guys not covering where they needed to be covering. So more of the tech, I would say technical end of it, mm-hmm. or maybe more the mental end of it. Technically, they were okay. Like they they tackled the way they were supposed to. They finished plays, but. It, it was a matter of were they in the right spot to make the play. Was it arrogance, nerves that didn't allow them to be in the right spot? Because you have to remember they're so much bigger. They're so much better. They're mm-hmm. recruited better. They're, they're at a better school system, at least football-wise. Right. I don't think there's any arrogance going on as far as the team goes. I, I don't think, think I saw that either. Yeah, I think, I think they take this very seriously I think they know that there's a lot on the line you know including potentially people's jobs and you know I think I think they take that seriously I think they know how good they have it as far as the coaching staff goes and they want to win for them I don't know if it was a part of me kind of almost wonders if it wasn't Idaho State kind of beating Utah at Utah's own game a little bit what do you mean well, so two players are currently up there coaching, former players for the University of Utah. One of them happens to be Idaho State's line yes. coach. And so it just seemed like their line was incredibly aggressive and kind of did more of that old school smash mouth, you know, what Utah really is kind of known for. And I think it maybe took the guys back a little bit. I don't think they were expecting Idaho State to be quite so physical with them. They ran the ball very well. Mm-hmm. They it's they pass protected well generally. They're a lot mm-hmm. a couple sacks, but they looked competitive. They looked hungry. Right. But it, it was so after the first five or six minutes, you know, once you go in to replace a linebacker or substitute a tight end, mm-hmm. it was like the Utes were three touchdowns in four minutes. Right. Can you learn anything from a game like I think you can get a better idea of, you know, what you have in guys, but I think it takes playing someone more at your level, and I don't mean that in, like, a mean or rude way towards Idaho State because obviously they played their hearts out, and Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody can argue that they didn't. But, I mean, obviously there was a little bit of discrepancy between the two schools, and... A stunning discrepancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, night and day. Their quarterback, I thought, looked better than a lot of quarterbacks I've seen mm-hmm. in the last year. Is that? Am I wrong? I forget the kid's name. Uh, Justin Arias. He was good. Yeah, he. I thought he was quite good, actually. He almost killed me. <laughs> he almost killed you. Yeah. So I was kind of I was doing something with the cable in my head, and I'm so I'm really almost thirty feet away from the field. And he threw a play to the visiting side that went out of bounds. Mm -hmm. And no one was nice enough to catch the ball from their 70, 85 players there. It went by them. 
and missed my head by about six inches and slapped the concrete. But had it hit me, my head would have gone forward and my dumb face would have hit the concrete wall. Ooh. And I would have been toothless today. <laughs> or at least with a nice set of veneers. <laughs> so that was very scary. But the velocity on his ball was very good. I thought he threw the ball quite well. I think, yeah. I felt like his line, for the most part, gave him enough time to make those plays and those reads, too. I mean, overall. Now, it was that our cornerbacks, because we have a freshman, a true freshman, right, as a cornerback. Is that uh, correct? The Utes do? No? No, not starting. Not starting. Not starting. Okay. Hmm. Do we have younger cornerbacks? Uh, we have Davion Orphy, who's a senior. Uh, we have Eric Rowe, who's a senior, but he was playing safety most of his career and just barely moved to corner and then we had senior nickelback uh Wykey freeman in most of the time did we have a younger cornerback in in the second half second half uh i believe monty seabrook was in i think marcus williams was in dominic hatfield was in which he's if nobody's familiar with his situation he's playing both cornerback and wide receiver um and coach Witt just barely said that his focus now is going to be more on playing cornerback than being a receiver um but he's still going to do the dual time for them it seemed like the cornerbacks were a little bit anxious really excited to hit people Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple of penalties it seemed like i saw but overall you know, they have a lot of hard work to do. Right. But they look good. They look fast. They look quick. They look laterally quick. I think I think they'll get there. Uh, Orphe was a l- kind of on and off throughout the night. I was a little bit surprised considering that out of any of them, he probably has the most experience. I don't know, again, if that was just knocking some of the rest off or, you know, what it may be. Wykey... This is really the first time he's played in a very long time. His career's kind of been injury-plagued. I thought Roe was quite phenomenal overall, considering that he's never played cornerback before. Again, this is a move that he made just recently. This isn't something he's done a whole lot. Um, The Utes have had a lot of success moving players and changing their positions and forcing them to adapt. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's different when you have the Oregons and Stanfords and UCLA's and USC's exactly. this year. Exactly. Hmm. Something to watch for. I think so. I think he's one to watch, though. He pretty much was where he needed to be most of the time. He had a couple of nice pass breakups. And then as far as the defense goes in general, you know, they need to be a little bit better about stopping the run, which, again, a little bit surprising for people because that's kind of Utah's bread and butter. They're more than capable of stopping the run, um, and they're quite well known for it. Their pass protection was pretty good. Again, the one thing that they've been focusing on that hasn't been solved entirely, at least not in that game, is the interceptions and the turnovers. So. Well, they didn't give any interceptions today. That one fumble was kind of weird, right? Uh, theirs are... Ours. The, well, the running back, right? He fumbled. Uh-huh, McCormick. He didn't have it high and tight. That's what they're saying. I was going to say, I watched it a couple of times, and I don't know if it's just a matter of they didn't have a great angle on that play. 
it looked like really that was just one of those weird things where he there just wasn't a whole lot he could have done about it i couldn't tell how tight he had it up towards his body but from the angle that they gave it looked like he wasn't swinging the ball around or anything like that the idaho state player just was able to get his helmet in there and pop it out okay, give me just a second here sorry for live radio here turn pop those off real quick becca a little squeaky thing that's been well how rude <laughs> doesn't know. it sound like a chipmunk it's like of. gnawing at the wire. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. we've, we've been battling this the last couple of weeks, and it, it comes and goes. It'll be gone in another second. And then I'll be the only one to hear it for a minute. It always happens. Everyone looks at me, and I'm like over here. Like <laughs> <laughs> turning stuff off. Everyone's like, is that me? Are they cutting me? <laughs> uh, how did Travis Wilson look to you? I guess that's the big story is he didn't get hurt. I was going to say, yeah, that's one of the big stories. Utah had three kind of major, actually no, four major contributors kind of come back, and I thought they all had pretty good days. But, yeah, no, I thought Travis looked phenomenal. Diving head first for that touchdown, what a way to say, I'm just done talking about how I was hurt, yeah. and if there's going to be a problem, there is no problem, I'm just going to go for this. You think he did that on purpose? I don't know if he did it on purpose, but I think he saw an opportunity to kind of shut everybody up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> It's tough to say whether or not he had a good game because of the caliber of defense and the height of the cornerbacks. Mm -hmm. The one thing I would say about Travis, and I don't know, again, it's something to watch for as the season goes on, um, but having watched the game like three, no, four times now, um, it still seemed like Travis wasn't necessarily making all the reads he needed to. He was maybe a little bit quick to get rid of the ball when he didn't necessarily have to, he'd find his first guy and throw throw it it. to him. And if he wasn't available, then he'd take it and run. And I think, I just don't think he was fully looking to see what all of his options were still. But otherwise, I mean, he made good decisions. He didn't put the ball up in a place where it wasn't protected somehow. The receiver seemed very aggressive in terms of, taking the ball, you know, uh, jumping toward the ball, moving their hands toward the ball instead mm-hmm. of waiting for the football to come to them. Right. No, I think, I think, and again, they'll be tested once we get into Pac-12 play and start seeing, you know, some of these big-name cornerbacks and safeties, they'll be covering them. But I thought that was the best that groups looked in forever and it was everybody and it even included the tight ends West Tonga had a fantastic game he's quick he's big he's quick he's very he's Jake Murphy but he's kind of on another level because I think he is a lot faster than Jake he's more athletic exactly especially laterally exactly a lot more athletic but still seems to have the steady hands that you can pretty much count on him to come up with the ball One of the things I was stunned about, because I'm working, I'm not there to watch the game, Mm -hmm. I'm not there to be a fan, I've got a totally different thing going on. And when we got back and we were all done, we were sitting there, and I go, did Drez Anderson just have a boring game? Like, did he not participate? And then I go home and I start reading, he had like 111 Mm -hmm. receiving yards, four catches, could have fooled me. Right. It was like he did it out of silence. Yeah. No, it kind of, he was kind of the one, and I found myself doing the same thing. 
you know, didn't really realize that he had had as big of a game as he had had. And I think part of it is we're used to Drez catching a touchdown pass. And he didn't do that this game. And that's not his fault by any means. Uh, But he did have... But to be a pedestrian, 111 yards, four catches, and take away a lot of the double teaming for Kenneth Scott, Mm -hmm. that's a quality thing. That's something the Utes haven't had as a second receiver. And the the quietness is almost a Steve Smith casual 110 yards. Right. Well, and I think a lot of people, too, kind of expect Kenneth Scott to be more of the quiet one that, you know, sneaks up on you and gets all of the stats and whatnot. Um, Is the goal to get them hyper-competitive against each other? I don't think so. See, that's all I would do. Is like (laughs) I would just – I would make them challenge each other in everything. I – And just become like a two-headed monster that just – you know, two thousand yard guys, you right. know, ten I touchdown th- guys. I think, I think they're competitive with themselves more than they are with each other, though. Is the crazy, and I think that's pretty much how all the wide receivers are. Is that yes, they want to challenge each other to get better and whatnot. But every time I talk to them, it's always that my brother over yeah. there. You know, I want him to do well, and when he does well, I d- I do well. You know, so it's I. But in six weeks, I believe they both start competing for an NFL job, right? Uh, well, Kenneth actually has one more year, and it sounds like he's he really planning on Kay. taking advantage of that extra year. He should. Has uh, aspirations of getting another. I think he's working on three degrees. Okay, so he's going to be a star athlete. He's going to be a br- <laughs> well, That's unfair. I know, right? Like, <laughs> he, he's my competition in this world. It's unfair to be that smart, good-looking. <laughs> athletic <laughs> like it's rude settle down there star boy <laughs> what what can you do what can you do you applaud him and shake his hand and exactly. say good work young man way to keep your nose to the grind <laughs> <laughs> we had uh three quarterbacks play mm-hmm. you think that was fair to travis wilson absolutely i mean again no reason to kind of show maybe all the improvements he's made everything that he can do no reason to potentially potentially i don't think it would have happened against idaho state but again stranger things have happened you know getting getting him hurt because utah hasn't had a starting quarterback last a whole season since 2008 and brian johnson Mm -hmm. um and i know that that's something that they're really harping on so you know, he did came out. He did what he needed to do, and I don't think there was any reason. What do you think about the second two quarterbacks? Kendall, I had so center problems. He that did have cen- center problems. And not his fault. That's the center's fault, right? He, I would say so. <laughs> center has to remember that Kendall is not six foot seven like Travis. <laughs> Which could be a real problem when you get the five star recruits from USC who are not only physically imposing, you have to worry about knuckling up with them, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't do that. Right. Now, there were some line problems, especially the first series that Kendall was in. I do have to say I felt like Kendall wasn't really playing his game. Nerves? I don't know if it was nerves. I, he's a really, really confident kid. If you talked, I hate calling them kids. They're like my age. Man. You know, he's a really confident guy, and... Uh, I, I don't know if he's someone that would get struck by nerves. I think a lot of it is, I to me, it seems like he's tired of everybody talking about he can only run. He can he only run. He didn't throw much, though, right? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, 
actually now kind of looking back on it, I don't really remember his performance all that much. But again, it's more that there were just problems throughout kind of his series. But I just felt like he needed to stick to his game. I felt like, you know what, take advantage of the fact that you are elusive and you can run and you can extend plays that way. And the rest of it will sort itself out. But it just felt like he was holding back a little bit. And so I'm hoping with Fresno that he goes out and really shows Ute Nation what he can do because it's pretty spectacular when he's on. So you think he'll play again next week? I don't like that idea. Witt said that he will play again. Weird. I, I don't know and hasn't been specific about if it'll be kind of the same setup that they're kind of expecting that they'll get a big league to where they can take Travis out and put some of the other quarterbacks in, or if it's just a matter of what did kind of come out and say in fall camp that Kendall did earn the right to play this year. And so they will stick him in periodically. Cause they weren't, re- they, they had no plans on Mr. Wilson coming back. Right. I think that was the biggest reason why they recruited Kendall yeah. for sure. I is it sounded like for several months there, it really seemed like Wilson wasn't going to be back, so they needed to have someone. And capable he has of taking another year of eligibility. He's a f- fifth year's. He's a senior, but has another year of eligibility, right? Uh, he's a junior this year, and will be a senior next year. We got some guy waving keys. They're mine. I must have left him out there. What's it? Good job, <laughs> Becca. <laughs> Silly girl. So the third quarterback, what's his name? Brandon Cox. He looked very good to me. I think there's a lot of promise with Brandon. And what year is he? He is a freshman. This oh, beautiful. Or a redshirt freshman. Do you know the rules about redshirting, the concept of it? Because I don't. I don't. So you can redshirt a player and... You can kind of do it for whatever reason, but basically it gives the guy a fifth year. But there's limitations on how many snaps. Uh, they can't play at all, as far as I'm aware. So how when did they he redshirt. get to play? He didn't play at all last year. He played. Oh, he, okay, he was, okay. A redshirt last year. Uh huh. He was a redshirt last year, so he's a freshman this year. But okay. you usually tack on the redshirt so that you know he he's been here for a year, but he sat on the sideline. Okay, he looked good. He's made so many improvements, mm-hmm. and again, the potential was completely there to start in spring. He's kind of one of those, he'd make these really awesome plays, and you'd be all excited, and then he'd do something, and you'd kind of like hit your hand <laughs> on your forehead and go, oh, no, why yeah. did you do that, you know? But then as fall camp went along, he kind of settled down a little bit more. Connor Manning was third quarterback to start, oh, and then towards, the team, yeah. towards the end of camp, Brandon overtook him and again you know people were kind of shutting down in Idaho State I think they had some of their reserves in to do mop-up duty obviously Utah was kind of doing the same thing everybody was just kind of ready to pack up the game and get out of there you know unscathed but I mean what he did was awesome it looked like a lineman had hurt his knee has there been any updates on him did you hear anything about that? Uh, I believe it was actually a tight end and okay. Evan Moyai. <laughs> Sorry if I said that wrong. <laughs> he he took, I think, a helmet to the knee, uh, and I haven't heard anything about him. They're pretty tight-lipped okay. about nothing, injuries. Nothing so. popped up 
in about an injury. So right. that's better than. I was going to say, I saw him after the game. I was walking back up to the tailgate lot. He had some ice on his knee, but I mean, he was like walking around. Oh, good, just stuff, a bruise. So. I like it. And again, I, I mean, not that you want your depth to get demolished or anything like that, but I, third string tight end. So chances It'll are may, may not <laughs> see a whole lot of playing time. So that wouldn't have hurt maybe too bad. <laughs> we had good running back play. Mm-hmm. Now I'm confused by it. What's our running back? Bubba? Is that his? There's Bubba Pool okay. and there's Devonte Booker and then Troy McCormick. I really like the name Bubba. I think that wins. <laughs> It's an awesome nickname. <laughs> his real name is James. Uh, but Change it to Bubba? <laughs> but his nickname's Bubba. I always feel a little bit weird calling him Bubba, though, because that was my dog's name. Do you get You're fat? You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm like, I feel really bad calling you Bubba. Cause <laughs> You're like, every time I I just can't. Uh, but he he likes it. He He wants people to call him that, so... That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he gets really fat when he gets older. Because you can't be a Bubba and be a jock. Like, that's rude. I was going to say, what about Bubba Gump? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bubba Gump. I like Bubba Gump. (laughs) Bubba Gump shrimp. So we go into Fresno. Mm -hmm. Or they come to us. Or they come to the U. They're coming here. Are they good? Weren't they supposed to win last week and they blew it? Uh, I didn't watch it. I don't think they would have been picked to win. I think people anticipated the game being a lot closer. Who than did it they was. play? USC. Oh, they okay. got annihilated. Like, big time. Big time. Okay. When I went back and listened to the last time you were on, I was saying that Carr was their quarterback. I was way off on that. He's now the starting Raiders quarterback. Mm-hmm. I meant to apologize about that, but you know. Well, you know, it's all good. No, they're they're looking to replace Derek Carr, and I think that's probably where a lot of the struggles came in. They ended up playing two different quarterbacks. They started out with Brandon Connett, uh, and he he didn't do so well. He didn't do so well at all. Was seven <laughs> for seventeen passing, sixty-eight yards, no touchdowns, but threw three interceptions. <laughs> hey, <no. laughs> yeah, hey yo. <laughs> uh, and then they ended up switching out for Brian Burrell, and it's more likely than not he's probably the guy going forward. Went eleven of nineteen for ninety-two yards, no touchdown, one interception. So a lot of work for them to do. A lot of work, a lot of work. Again, maybe having them have their first game against USC isn't all that fair. I, again, it's it's one of those how good or bad are they necessarily. I think both Utah and them will probably have a better idea of where the other stands after the game. It's a very serious game for Utah because the following, I guess they have a bye week, mm-hmm. and then they're in Michigan Yeah, where it's going to start getting cold. It's the end of September. Uh, it's a long flight. Mm-hmm. You got 110,000 people mm-hmm. that have no respect for the Utes as a tradition, as a football team, as a university. Which is so funny because Utah's they should pretty win. much dominated them every time they should win that there. game, right? That's if you're a betting person, they should be three and zero going into Washington State. You know what, though, Michigan looked pretty good this weekend. They looked pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I don't know. 
how good their opponent necessarily was supposed to be. So So what's the big thing that the Utes are going to work on this week in practice for Fresno State? I think it's getting the defense on track and where it needs to be. And again, a little bit hard to tell how much of it was them not wanting to show their hand Mm -hmm. and how much of it was just things need to be tied up, things need to be improved. The one thing I feel like Utah's defense needs to work on, having watched the game a couple of times now, is playing heads-up football. There were just a couple of missed opportunities that, you know, if they had been on top of it, it would have, I think, changed people's opinion a little bit of how the game went. The one, Idaho State fumbled the ball and ended up recovering it for themselves. And there were, like, two guys there that didn't realize the ball was on the ground. And if they had dived on it, it would have been Utah's ball. Or, like, I think it was Eric Rowe had a pass breakup, and it popped up in the air. And there were, like, two or three guys in the area that if they had looked up, they could have walked away with an interception. See, that's not a coach's issue. That's a laziness, overconfident. Uh, There's got to be something there because when you see – the star athletes that end up becoming NFLers. That doesn't happen. They're ball hawks, right? Mm -hmm. They're on top of it. And I think some of it, too, again, first game, there's obviously things to work out. There's getting back in the groove of things. Taking hits. Exactly. You know, thinking about everything that you need to think about throughout a game. I think it'll come. I think it's a talented group. But, again, there's just obviously some things that – I think more specifically defense needs to tie up than the offense. And I remember back when I played college sport, it was harder to play people that weren't as good as you. Or I you perceived that. they weren't as good as you. But when you're playing people that were better than you or ranked higher so than you. You rise up to the challenge. Yeah, and you had to play against their skill set, which, you know, is a whole different game. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting. Last thing I want to talk here about the Utes is who is their special teams coach because <laughs> with the success they're having in the past four or five years it seems like he might be moving up the board as an offensive coordinator or head coach soon well it was Jay Hill for several years he is now the head coach at Weber State okay they didn't actually fill his spot it's Whittingham that's the overseer of the special teams, but he has Coach Shaw helping him. He has Taylor Stubblefield helping him. And I think Jim Harding is helping him. And they all have like a specific area within that group that they focus in on. And then they come together as a group. And it apparently worked out really well for them in that first game. The punt return for the touchdown was very clearly a athletic issue. I don't think that had you had a, another Pac-10, 12 school, he would have got a touchdown. Very possible. It, it, that was really funny. It was almost like watching the Bad News Bears. Because like, <laughs> he was almost running circles around him and going switching directions. And It was impressive. He made mm-hmm. the first two guys miss on his own, and then he got a good block, at least from the angle I could see on TV, he got a good block from Brian Allen. Yeah. And I think Eric Rowe was right there too. And then... No, actually, it was Roe that got the last block, and then he got into the end zone. In a Reggie Bush-esque type thing, mm-hmm. he slowed himself down to allow his 
blockers to set up blocks. Exactly. You don't see that. They usually outrun their blockers and get tackled. Right. No, hmm. I think he has very good field awareness. And the funny thing about it is I don't think anybody really saw that coming. Like his film from junior college and high school looked spectacular. But you kind of sit back and go, okay, it's junior college and high school. And you know? now they're playing a one AA team. Exactly. Yeah. And so and just in practice just didn't really see anything that indicated he would necessarily pop something off like that once let alone twice in a game so he's one of those i don't think he's a practice guy Mm -hmm. but i think when the lights are on he just he clicks Mm -hmm. he's he's a gamer see the fastest guy in the team he's one of them do they race a lot I think the top three guys, it's Kalen Clay, Troy McCormick, and Delshawn McClellan. And it's like they're all within not even seconds of each other. It is insane. Anyone right on a 4-4 four, four or under? Uh, those three guys. Really? Yeah. That kind of speed? Uh-huh. It's a world-class speed. Yeah. That's refreshing. Yeah. It's really nice. Kind of weird that Utah's <laughs> so fast. <laughs> so... What do you imagine their practices are like this week? you think Coach is pleased, or is he going to run them very hard? Because a lot of penalties, especially in the first quarter. Mm, I think overall he was pretty pleased. We got to be there today, mm-hmm. the media, uh, and we'll get to be there tomorrow as well. It didn't seem like anybody was getting grilled or drilled or anything like that. The defense did stay after specifically the safeties, and I think defensive backs were on the jug machines again, kind of working on catching the ball and being ready for that interception when it comes. But I didn't see anything that indicated that anybody was in any kind of trouble or you know anything like that. So unless you're a Deion Sanders... The rule is you play cornerback because you can't catch. You have no hands. Otherwise, you'd be a wide receiver, right? I, I've heard that before. I don't know how <laughs> true that is. Okay. That's what I've always heard growing up. Is yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Most people don't want to play cornerback because, you know, it's not as fun as being a wide receiver. I was going to say, it's hard. Yeah, you got to backpedal. you got to backpedal. You have to make sure that your guy's not getting away from you, but you also have to be looking for the ball in case that's coming. There's just a lot that you have to kind of keep track of. And you look really bad when they score a touchdown. Like you're the mm-hmm. guy on the island. Coaches yelling at fans are booing and throwing stuff right. at. Right. I want to <laughs> be a cornerback. Cornerback <laughs> and quarterback. Those are just. Dumb names. Brutal. I was going to say. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. You always get blamed if you're in any one of those positions. you have any stories at Rivals.com this week? I will be going home and writing a piece about Wesley Tonga. Yes. And then tomorrow I'll be catching up with Devontae Booker. What type of shoes are you wearing tomorrow? I don't know. I haven't thought that far in it. <laughs> she does have high heels on. I do. They are monstrous. Hmm. So what do you do in the winter with these high heels of yours? Boots. Yeah, they turn into boots. High heel boots? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? I, I wear flat boots a lot, though, too. I just like boots. Boots are my favorite, actually. Especially in snow. Uh-huh. Up here. Yeah. You need a good rotation of boots Very for the winters. For and you do the knee-high boots, right? Oh, yes. Why? I don't know. Actually, I 
I do know why. It's because I don't like my calves very much. <laughs> I do know why. So, so cover those things up. <laughs> and you can wear leggings. <laughs> You've got to run stairs. Uh, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> that would be great if my knees didn't hurt every time after. So, <laughs> so Patrick Ramirez is a friend of OU Radio. He's a very funny comedian. Mm-hmm. And... I think he's got a crush on you. Oh, you gotta be kidding. I don't want to call him out on there, but I just did. But he sent a tweet, <laughs> and I don't understand. It says, at you, at OU Radio, ask them to play the Billboard 100 game. I invented it. I don't know what that means, Patrick. I don't know what that means either. Are you a big... F- so, we started a music show. Okay. Well, not a show, but a game show where... You know, Patrick plays DJ, and then we'll play a bunch of music, and then we have to answer a bunch of questions, and then there's a winner. Okay. Are you good with 80s music and all that? Is he asking you to be part of the Billboard 100 game that we'll be doing at the end of the month? Uh, 80s music, it depends on what it is. So I think the next show we'll be doing is like CNC Music Factory, Color Me Bad, just really bad music, you know. I'm not trying to know who any of those are. Okay. i got to figure this out. I was going to say, like, old classic rock, like 1960s, 70s, I'm really good with. I'm really good, for the most part, with hip-hop. Okay. So those are kind of my genres. Well, I hate to put you on the spot. I shouldn't have put you on the spot like that, but I was confused by his text. (laughs) That 146 characters helps nobody sometimes. No. (laughs) No. <laughs> Condensing is a problem. I'll, like, write something oh. out and be like, I need to finish this. How do I shortcut everything so I can fit it all in? I'd like to play this for you. I, I don't know if you've reheard it today. Hmm. But let's listen to this real quick, and you tell me your thoughts on this. Okay. I don't like Utah. In fact, I hate them. I hate everything about them. I hate their program. I hate their fans. I hate everything. So it felt really good to send those guys home. Um, <laughs> they didn't deserve it. Uh, it was our time, and it was our time to win. We deserved it. We played uh, as hard as we could tonight, and uh, it felt really good, again, to send them home, to get them out of here. So, um, you know, game will always remember. I mean, I think I think their whole, I think the whole university and the, their fans and, and the organization is classless. I think, you know, they throw beer, they threw beer at my family and stuff last year and did a whole bunch of nasty things, and I don't respect them, and, um, you know, they deserve it. They deserve so, young man, millionaire, right. busted with coke, allegedly, and allegedly stealing from a company. I don't, I feel bad for him. The Best Buy in the Walmart. The Best Buy in the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been able to follow Twitter today. You fans, have they been respectful? Have they been mean to him? I think it's run the gamut for the most part. I think most people are trying to be big about it. A lot of them have said, you know, karma is kind of a... Yes. Uh, you know, and you reap what you sow, and I... But I, that's a weird... I mean... I was going to say, I do kind of agree with them in that respect. You know what? If you're going to run your mouth and really, really call out a group of people, <laughs> something's going to come back to bite you eventually. <laughs> but on the same note, with that being said, you know, that's such a terrible thing to have to go through, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No, uh, cocaine addiction is a know, tough one. addiction is, yeah, terrible, terrible for his family. I think there's, you know, kids, you know, wife, 
But so. it's going to be so tough for him to live it down, especially north of Provo. Yeah. I mean, for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and someone pointed out even, you know, with Austin Collie and saying, you know, when you live right off the field, miracles happen. Well, he... Oh, God, if I wouldn't put those together. He got a... <laughs> you know had a series of concussions and his career's over and the same with the guy that said that Ute fans would be pumping his gas someday he's a high school football coach (laughs) (laughs) so I mean you know I just feel like you have to be really really careful it doesn't matter what side of the blue red line you're on you have to be really careful what you say because don't say it bad stuff will happen exactly bad things will happen something will pop up and you'll never live it down i've said a lot of weird things on this radio station the last couple years my karma must be horrible someone on my facebook made the funniest comment they were like you see what happens utah fans you pour beer on a man's family it's gonna lead to cocaine and shoplifting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <no. It> was <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> no, I I I the feel bad for him. him. I hope you know whatever demons he's facing, he can work through them because that's that's hard. I certainly never would have thought in my wildest imagination that of starting. Although they do have precedent with uh, Mr. McMahon. Yeah, I, well, I, that was just a whole nother animal. Let's be honest here. Naughty Catholic schoolboy running Provo. Now, just to be fair, BYU looked very impressive in their win last week. You know, I... I mean, very impressive. I was going to say, I watched the crappy part of the game where they were, like, trying really hard to let UConn take it. I missed, I missed the part where Taysom was tearing it up and doing really well. I'm a little bit bummed about that. But, I mean, overall, again, it what I kind of said after the game is, you know, they pulled it out. It was dicey there for a minute. But much like Utah, you know, they got the win, which is the most important thing. And, obviously, there's things to work on for week two. Um, Are they very happy that Texas's quarterback will not be playing? I would have to imagine so. I, I haven't seen too much on that. Uh, most of my following is Utah fans, but I can't fathom or see a situation where you wouldn't be slightly excited about that. <laughs> so you don't get any trolling from BYU fans? Uh, not yet. The couple that do follow me are really super cool. Um, mm-hmm. I've had some good conversations with them, some really weird conversations with them, and I thoroughly enjoy it. So, so if people want to join you in that conversation on Twitter... Where do they go? It's at M. Bodkin Rivals. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I follow back uh, and I always interact with people. I'll talk to you. I'll somehow, I can't necessarily always get to everything and, or make a smart, funny, witty <laughs> comment on everything that you send me, but I, I will let you know in some way, shape, or form that I saw it and acknowledge it. Um, and like I said, I've, I've had some really weird interesting conversations with people on twitter <laughs> and i thoroughly enjoy it so <laughs> and we're very excited because we're going to have you on many many times this semester mm-hmm. and you're going to keep teaching us about football and how to be responsible journalists when it comes to f- yes to uh, reporting <laughs> football do you have any questions becca Oh, no. You should I'm have. just enjoying. You're just enjoying. <laughs> I'm just sitting and enjoying. I weigh in on the heels. You know, 
We'll talk a little baseball. Do you have any teases for the boys on Twitter about what type of heels you'll be wearing this week <laughs> at the game specifically? At the game, I think it's going to be regular old sneakers. I'm sorry. Hmm. So do me be mobile. When you're at the field next week, say hello to me. Okay. Because I, yeah, I, I would have said hello. If I can find you. Like I said, I was only down on the field for like the last five minutes of the game. So. Okay. And then one more time, where can people find your articles? Because you're very talented. You're a very good writer. So all you have to do is go to utezone.com. Unfortunately, you do have to be a member in order to read most of our content. Um, what does that cost? Goodness, I think it's under $100 for the year, for okay. your subscription. Okay. Or it works out to 100 But for 100. someone in fantasy football, it's good to have because... You're going to get recruiting on all the kids. You can go past recruiting, which when they get to the NFL can give you an edge. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's very good reading if you're a serious fan of the sport. Right. Very, very in-depth. We have a board that, again, goes bonkers about stuff, and it's, it's fun, <laughs> and it's wild, and it's interesting seeing everybody's perspective and being able to have that back and forth with them. So, And if you're reading it, at your office, you can write it off. In my mind. In my yes. mind. Heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Need something to pass the day along. I mean, come on. Yes. That's billable hours. <laughs> so we're going to go to break here. I know that we're way screwy on the clock. That's mostly my fault for that. <laughs> but coming up here in a little bit, we'll have the Jackson Bank show coming up. <laughs> We've got comedian Mar Marty Archibald coming in. And apparently we're doing a Bachelor show on his show. <laughs> so who in the hell knows what's going to so happen? So who's going to win Marty's cold heart? And the question, the question is, is how quickly does Becca get offended and walk out of studio? Immediately, a probably. Because I don't know if he's going to ask you to strip. <laughs> I know you won't do that. I won't allow Jackson's you. Jackson's out of control. <laughs> I won't allow you to do that. But it sounds like we're going to be in for an evening of fun and funny. Oh, so yeah. Last week, Jackson fake stripped. You remember that? On his show? <laughs> I think there's still a video on oh, Old geez. Ute's account, and <gasps> it's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, there is, actually. <laughs> there is. Uh, so if you like comedians who strip, <laughs> tune in, and you might get a repeat of that. So with that, we thank you so much for joining us, and we're very excited to have you in next week to mm -hmm. recap. And then we'll get into Michigan, and then we'll have you on after Michigan. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thanks Mwah. for coming on. Thanks. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world I see skies of blue And clouds of white The bright blessed days The dark sacred night And I think to myself 
What a wonderful 